Welcome to another edition of the Gold Nose Podcast. I am your host, Gregory McCoy. This podcast is by a fan for fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not a insider. I do not work for a website. The majority of my content comes from me, in my opinion. Other information comes from the internet. Today is July the 8th. 2020 i got about five different segments here for this episode i hope you enjoy it um first segment for this first non-florida state segment will cam newton adapt to the patriot way um it's gonna be really interesting if the season is played you know you've had and i think i've spoke on this before but i've never like had it as a segment so that's why i wanted to do it but you've had other players come in there chad johnson randy moss Corey dillon um junior Seau. you've had a lot of different personalities come to the patriots and er all of them just uh assimilate to the patriot way and i don't think cam newton's gonna be any different um Um, I and I, I think in the long run is going to make him a better player. Um, so I just I just feel like, hey man, there's you're you're in a great organization right now. There's nowhere to go but up. So, um, you know, you just have to take advantage of the coaching, take advantage of the championship environment. And, you know, just go out and play your game and be smart. Realize that you're 31 years old. You're not, it's not 2010 when you were 21 years old. And, uh, you know, just play your game. And I think he's going to be all right, man. I think uh, this off, the offense he's going to be in is predicated on getting the ball out of your hands really fast. Um, running the football and every once in a while taking a shot and uh, we'll see what happens but I think Cam Newton is smart enough that he got he knows that he has to come in and do it the Patriot way so we'll see what happens Um, next segment is entitled will Antonio Brown get signed Um, I don't know I really don't know um, he he's had a lot of drama the last twelve months, man. A lot of drama, unnecessary drama. You know, um, ultra talented player, um, superb route runner, great hands, great speed, but you know he's just got. I don't know. It, I don't know what's going on in his head, though. So I I wouldn't sign him to a long-term deal. I would do like a one-year deal with incentives and just see how he acts. I mean, but if he was to go like to Kansas City and get with Tyreek Hill, man, that would be so insane. It wouldn't even be fair, would it? Um... So, I think I just, he should have never left Pittsburgh, him or Le'Veon Bell. I think that was just, you know, 
Because Le'Veon Bell has pretty much been anything but Le'Veon Bell since he's went to the Jets. And and uh, Antonio Brown is, you know, through his own fault, just not been the same guy since he's left Pittsburgh. But we'll see what happens. That's why we play the game. And hopefully he'll get signed and he can get back out there and start making those big-time plays again. Um, Moving on to the Florida State stuff. First Florida State segment is entitled, Is Florida State the Second Best Team in the ACC? I don't think they are, man. I think it's... um, Clemson, Miami, Virginia Tech, Virginia, and then maybe Florida State. Just based on last season's information and uh, you know play. I mean, I don't. We haven't added anybody besides a new coach that I think is significant enough from the player aspect to say okay this is something that's gonna make us you know top two in the ACC um you know they've added a lot of transfers they've added a lot of fifth year senior transfers um that that are gonna come in and play immediately and we'll see if that helps us improve if we can get you know, two, three, four more wins and go nine, uh, nine and three or something like that. Ten and two. I, I've nor like I said before in previous episodes, if Norvell comes in and does that, man, you back up the Brinks truck. If he just gets his, if all your games are close and you go six and six, that's a f- phenomenal season. If you can just be competitive with Clemson for four quarters, like North Carolina did Mac Brown's first year, if you can just do that, that's that's a win for Florida State. Um, but to you know to answer the question again, I don't think they're the second best team in the ACC. I think they're like number five or number six. Just like I said before, based on what I seen last season. No significant upgrades at the offensive line spots. All your significant upgrades pretty much have been at on defense. You've added some tight ends. Um, you've added some running backs. But if you can't block it up, it, it really doesn't make a difference. I mean, it's going to be basically when you're passing, drop back one step and throw. Your quarterback's not going to have really any time to read. Just based on the last three years now. I mean, you can go back to Francois getting destroyed, uh, Blackman getting destroyed, and uh, Hornybrook getting destroyed. Uh, just whoever was back there. Um, so I really do think that, um, you know, <laughs> 
we got to improve on the offensive line before we can move up to the second best team in the ACC. So let me know what you think about that segment. Next segment is entitled, what is Florida State's identity on offense? Uh, We don't know yet. I mean, I don't think... I I love his I love Mike Novell's offense. It's it's I mean when it's clicking, it's a beautiful thing to watch. I watched the Memphis Cincinnati game last season. It was it was something special. Um, you know, but that's the AAC, and this is the ACC, and it it is a step up in competition. Um. Now, if I had to make an educated guess based on our quarterback situation and our quarterback play, I would say that we'll probably be a running team. But if I say that, you know, I just said previously that the offensive line needs a lot of work. So I don't see how you can be a running team if you have an offensive line that needs work. You see, that's the dilemma. The The, the offensive line that we had last season couldn't run block or pass block. not not effective enough so we could win games and win games and uh sustain drives and you know be a competitor in the ACC but if i had to make a decision make a choice i would say running team um you know having that identity having that having a, an identity on offense is paramount. And I hope the light bulb comes on for James Blackman this year. I really do. Because he's really the key to all of this. You know, if he has an offensive line, that's that's really a key component also. You know, you really can't. It really doesn't make a hill of beans who you got there at quarterback, who you got back there at quarterback if you can't block. So, um, so let me know what you think about that segment, man. All right. Um, what color, the next segment is entitled, what color combinations uniforms I like and why? Uh, I like the all white. I like the all maroon. I like the white jerseys with the maroon pants. Oh, I'm sorry, garnet. Not maroon, garnet. I just have a habit of saying maroon just because it looks like maroon and not garnet. Um, but um, I know they did the all black. I didn't like the all black. Um... I don't like when they wear the garnet jerseys with the white pants and the gold helmets. I think that's tacky. Um, obviously, the gold gold helmet, gold pants, and garnet jerseys is the classic look. Same thing with the white jerseys. Gold helmet, gold pants. So, I don't know, man. Obviously, bringing the white numbers back is, is a... Is a trip down memory lane. I think I thought they should have never went to gold numbers to start with. 
I don't even see why they changed anything to start with. Cause I just think we're cursed with this uh, with the new logo. And um, we'll just have to uh, see how everything pans out, man. Um, Because I think the uniform does make a difference. I think how you look as a team does make a difference. And you haven't seen them wear all maroon since... Southern Mississippi in the Independence Bowl. It's crazy. Um, Alright, so my final segment for this episode. Will COVID-19, and this is actually a sixth segment because I'm trying to fill time. Will COVID-19 ruin the season? I hope it not. I hope it does not. Um, I've seen some stuff on the internet where they have some kind of face covering for the helmet and a face shield. Um, so hopefully we can get by with that. I mean, obviously you won't be able to do large crowds. You probably have to play with no fans. I don't think fans are smart enough to social distance. And uh, what you just you see on the news and on ESPN, all these players at Clemson getting affected, infected, Alabama. Um, those only ones I can think of at the moment. Um, but I don't know, man. Then they saying the virus is mutating. That's why it's able to rage through this summer heat and humidity um so i don't know i don't know what to make of it i mean sports are important but i don't want anybody out there jeopardizing their life to entertain me you know it's just it's just entertainment at the end of the day it's not it's not worth your life. So. Um, so let me know what you think about this episode, man. It's available on YouTube. It's available on all podcast platforms. Please wear a mask. Please social distance when you're out in public. Um, thank you for listening. Do your research on flu and respiratory viruses. And as always, go Knowles.